Welcome to Keeping Students in Mind, Understanding Student Mental Health Research, a collaborative podcast series brought to you by All Things Mental Health, Smarten and King's College London. I'm Neve Burns and I'm currently in my final year of my undergraduate psychology degree at the University of Leeds. Today I'm delighted to have Natasha Laksovich join me on this episode. Natasha is a director of the Centre of Higher Education Research and Evaluation at Lancaster University. In her latest project, Natasha's work focuses on student and staff well-being and mental health, applying visual narrative and arts-based methods. Today, we are going to be discussing Natasha's Smart and Funded project. Natasha, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Before we delve into the episode, could you please tell us a little more about your Smart and Funded research project? Sure. So that is my latest project. I worked with nine Lancaster University students, one of them. Um, uh, is Monica Conti and uh, we formed a small team that worked together on co-designing a graphic novel about students' experiences of mental health and the focus was on how everyday environments, things, everyday spaces and places relate to their mental health, so how the two uh, interrelate and how everyday uh, environments and things affect students' mental health. I think it's an incredible resource for getting individual experiences across, which encapsulates feelings that I'm sure many students can relate to during different times at university. I'm really interested in your choice of using a graphic novel and particularly the benefits you think this had in conveying the student experience. So one of the reasons why I used graphic novel as a way to convey students' experiences is because this medium is really powerful and there is some evidence there is some research that explores the characteristics and the power of the medium to really put across very personal authentic and almost kind of visceral uh, feelings emotions and experiences that feel and are communicated and presented differently when we use words only I have engaged in graphic novels based communication and engagement for a few years and also I build on the established community of graphic medicine and I, I think it's helpful if I briefly explain what graphic medicine is. So graphic medicine is a community and also an approach that uses or applies comics and graphic novels to communicate health and mental health experiences. So it's all about really talking about personal and authentic and kind of lived experiences of health and mental health expressed through the medium of comics and graphics. That is what inspired me. And personally, I have always read graphic novels. And I would like to say that graphic novels are so much more than just stories about superheroes, because the medium has grown and developed so much that now we have such a diverse range of topics that is is really mind-blowing. I, I think not very many people are aware of the potential of the medium. So I really wanted to work with the students and present their own stories in the way that they really wanted their stories to be presented. There are nine 
individual and unique stories in the graphic novel Things and the Mind are about students' mental health experiences of everyday environments and things in their life told exactly in their own words. So all, all the dialogues in the graphic novel are provided by the students and also the way how things are presented, how things look like is also provided by the students. So one of the benefits of using this medium is that you can really present any idea, any feeling imaginable through the medium of illustration and combining graphic art and text to to have a, a more relatable and impactful storytelling experience. Yes, that was something I noticed when reading the novel myself, that you could really get this unique sense of style and storytelling experience in the way the stories were presented. For example, some of the differences in the use of graphics and the amount of text used to convey each story, and how some were more rich in their text descriptions, whereas others relied more heavily on the graphic. Is this something that you related to when making the novel? So we provided a little bit of help in terms of, okay, here are a couple of examples if you're interested, but the way how you present your story, how you want to be presented, it, that was entirely up to each student. And some students chose to narrate the story and use not very many words, but more words than other stories. And you can definitely see the uniqueness of styles and visual narrative in, in each and every story, because they're all different and they're all interesting and relatable and touching in their own way so you're quite right you know that there is I think one story that is almost narrated through the images with very few words and then there is also a story that is very rich in the verbal narrative as well as the visual narrative because the verbal and the visual narrative are complementing each other yeah, I think each of the stories are really impactful in their own way. I'm really intrigued by what sparked your interest in focusing on materiality. Something I reflected on when reading the novel was how different material objects, such as the phone, can have both positive and negative consequences on our mental health. So I'm curious to know the thought process behind why you chose materiality to be so central to mental health. That is an interesting question because I am interested in the impact of spaces and places and environments in students' lives. And of course, students' well-being and mental health is a part of that bigger field. Of We can actually approach the agency that things and environments play as a is a specific type of agency and it's, it's usually observed as a as a form of I would say kind of assemblage you know of humans and things or humans and environments so for me that is a very interesting approach and I have looked into materiality in the field of mental health I was interested to understand whether materiality material culture had been explored uh, in, in the field of mental health and student mental health. And what I found was that actually I found very few uh, publications on or you know, even resources on this topic. And, and then I realized that that was something really new. And then I talked with a couple of colleagues who work in this area and the colleagues at Lancaster. And they also confirmed that this is, this is quite an underexplored and area and I felt very excited because I thought well 
actually you know the environments the things and you know spaces and places they they lend themselves very well to being graphically and visually presented so you see the connection between the materiality and graphic art because these are very physical and and tangible things you know that surround us and often we do not think how they affect us so yes that was the background yeah I think that's a it's a really interesting take for me I, when I was reading the novel there were certain stories uh-huh. or certain things that came up certain items I guess even like the mobile phone and it being a positive and a negative influence on people's immediate mental health or a certain mm-hmm. space for example the library um mm-hmm. I think there was one story I think it might have been Gabby's at the beginning mm-hmm. of the book, speaking about trying to write some coursework and then spending time in the library this like cyclical kind of pattern of feeling really stressed out and then procrastinating and then associating the library mm-hmm. with anxiety and kind of I guess before reading that I hadn't really thought about how the immediate environment could influence my mental health as well and how I'm feeling emotionally towards a situation. Yes, definitely. There are the concepts of green and blue space or kind of green and blue pills, the latest concept in health, mental health field in terms of, I think that they are, I believe they are connected to approaches such as social prescribing but they're particularly focused on green areas, green spaces, and blue spaces as connected to water. So rivers and lakes and green spaces such as parks and lands. So how the different spaces and different, I, I, I would say there are differences also when it comes to built spaces kind of built environments which are human built environments such as libraries I think there is library reference then the graphic novel then gym then there are other spaces which are very very central to student life such as accommodation so there is a reference to on-campus accommodation but also how the change from a very I would say, well, problematic in a way mm-hmm. on camp accommodation. The change from that accommodation to another accommodation made a very big shift in how one of the students and one of the stories felt. Well, I'm talking uh, in particular about Monica's story mm-hmm. here. But each student, I think there are a couple of stories that prefer to as student accommodation students rooms because we spend a lot of time in our rooms in our bedrooms and how the feeling of the space also reflects how we feel so the space can affect us but also how we feel can actually also be can be manifested in the whole space how we relate to the space because there is also a moment in Imogen's story mm-hmm. where she really feels claustrophobic in her room and the room is is really feeling confined and small it's because she's she's anxious so th- there is a correlation between how she feels and how the room feels as well so so I think we are going back to some of the previous points about the, the interconnectedness between people, students, humans, and you know the things and environments. But also there is 
another type of materiality that also is addressed in the graphic novel, which is more of a uh, representational materiality, suggesting to the students, to everyone, of course, who, who uh, interacts with the social media, how we should look like, how our bodies should look like, you know, promoting particular ways, uh, particular ways of looking, so, you know, body image that we should adopt. And, and there is a reference to that as well, you know, the pressure, I, I would say it's the pressure of uh, material culture when it comes to body image also that influences students as well and there are references to that when students worry about you know how they look and whether they look presentable enough and you know compare themselves to uh, some ideals that are promoted through social media so here we are tackling digital materiality in its representational form because it represents how things should be how bodies should be and you know how how environments should be so these are two levels that are tackled in the graphic novel as well yeah i found that really interesting because i think um it might have been zoe's story that really speaks mm -hmm. about kind of social media and the pressure of i guess that being at uni and living life to the mm -hmm. fullest and being make, making sure yeah. that you're seen to have a good time and I guess it just made me reflect and think about how a benefit of the novel is that it allows you to really relate and also understand other students experiences in certain situations I'm curious to know how you think this resource can be used and what you hope for the resource to achieve yeah I agree and I think the graphic novel as a resource is and will I'm hoping for it to, to be uh, a widely used resource uh, for students, you know, by students, by university well-being services and potentially mental health charities and practitioners in the future. Uh, I mean, we shall see, but it has that potential of speaking to the students, the young people who are um, who have experienced similar challenges, so that they can relate to what they are reading, so they can think, "Oh, okay, this is this is something familiar. I I'm I have felt like this. I can recognize this feeling, so that they can understand that they're not alone, and also it can." help other students other young people who have not experienced the same challenges that they that the stories that the graphic the stories in the graphic novel talk about but they can recognize these challenges in their social circles you know among their friends and then i'm hoping for a compassionate response a compassionate feeling feeling uh, towards you know the the friends you know who who are experiencing uh, such difficulties yeah definitely I think that's a really big benefit of the resource it's so accessible being in the format that it's in and I guess like you said the benefit of sharing the stories relating to the stories having this compassionate focus towards the stories is really exciting to think of like the possibilities of how that can help people so my next question is kind of moving the topic of conversation to something different. 
But a couple of the stories reflect on the pressure of being seen to be having fun at university and the culture of going out partying and drinking. And I think Imogen's story reflects on how the clubbing experience can be really freeing and enjoyable when she's feeling good about herself. But when she's not feeling as good, she can find the experience quite isolating and overwhelming. I was just wondering how you think this partying culture at university could be affecting students and whether you felt this was a theme that came up much with the students when working on the project. You mentioned uh, Imogen's story. There is also reference to the clubbing culture in Gabby's story as well. If, if you remember, she is anxious. She is struggling to write her essay and because there, there's really tight deadline. It's, it's just one night before the deadline, before the, the submission. And it presents, I think, something that's quite, quite uh, I, I would imagine quite a few students struggle with meeting deadlines, procrastinating. On one of the pages in, in Gabby's story, there is a reference to other students going out and enjoying yeah. you know parting and uh, and she is in a way stuck in her room on campus struggling to to write and, and meet the deadline and relying on few I, I, I would say you know the, these are the the material things serving as coping mechanisms yeah. that might not be uh, that great you know cigarettes and coffee but yeah going back to your question about you know the pressures of drinking and having fun and partying yes there, there are a couple of references uh, to, to that in the stories and there is one panel I remember in in Gabby's story where she's literally looking through the window and and seeing one student crawling you know in front of the building yeah. so she can she can see that this is happening and this was the the representation of of you know binge drinking culture really that the pressures that yeah. um, are placed upon students you know when they are especially in their first year mm. uh, and and you know during the freshers uh, week etc so I think we can see that uh, in in the graphic novel and I, I I would think that you know the pressures you know to have fun to drink to socialize to to go out can 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 have you know some some negative impact on on students definitely yeah I'm really interested in the fact that the university experience perpetuates the excessive going out culture and heavy drinking and the fact that you are meant to be enjoying yourself. And I think for many people, it's the first time in their lives living away from home and not having parents around who are monitoring their behaviour and what they are doing. And I think, of course, it's great being able to go out and have fun, but I think there is such a fine line with it. And I think there does come a time when you question, is this a safe way to be functioning or is this affecting my mental health? And I think this boundary is so blurred with students because it becomes so normalised, this excessive drinking and going out culture. And then sometimes to say, no, I'm going to stay in tonight and look after myself can be met with resistance from others. Or you may choose to go out anyway as you don't want to miss out. But I think this makes it hard sometimes for individuals to prioritise their mental health, especially if they are struggling. That was just something I reflected on. And like you said, it does come up in some of the stories in the novel. Yes, I think there are definitely such messages, you know, to look after your body and get more in touch with with you know your own 
needs and also the limits where the limits are. I think the messages are probably more indirect, but still they're present. There are different, I just mentioned the illustrations of, of the parting culture, the binge drinking culture. Some some of the messages are called, you know, to, to be to be more in in tune with with our own own bodies and and uh, our own feelings because probably that's not what we are what we learn what we are taught at school <laughs> have to have to be in in balance with our own selves with our own feelings hard to understand how we feel where our limits are and maybe there is something you know something there to think more about when it comes to pre-university education mm-hmm. and and how some of the messages are called you know to, to be to be more in tune with with our own bodies and and our own feelings because probably that's not what we're taught at school have to be in balance with our own selves with our own feelings hard to understand how we feel where our limits are and maybe there is something you know something there to think more about when it comes to pre-university education mm-hmm. and and how you know how will how we actually talk do we talk actually that's the question do we talk enough about our emotions about our bodies how we feel about the world around because there is a tendency you know to 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 feel awkward when it comes uh, to to discussing emotions and, and and limits and you know where to draw the line so that is certainly an area that deserves further exploration for sure and I guess I really wanted to just discuss, I guess, towards the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. just about the virtual resource that we've spoken about in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell me a bit more about that. Yeah. So, so we are really excited to launch the online, the interactive graphic novel, which will be accessible to all students, all young people, and hopefully we will partner with a number of university well-being services in order to signpost the resource to students who seek help, you know, from mental health services and practitioners to check check it out, to interact, you know, to read the stories because the interactions that are embedded in this online resource, and it's called Things and the Mind, the, the, the interactions are there to both support students' you know, further understanding of mental health, support their mental health literacy, and would provide before uh, the reading experience starts, then they're all, all the nine stories are basically, uh, they're presented as tabs, so you can read them individually and you, you, everyone can read them at their own pace. You can read all of the stories at once, of course. And I did hear people, you know, thinking, oh, you know, it, this is this is uh, a long a graphic novel. It, it has, you know, 100, nearly 150 pages, so that's a lot but when they started reading it went really smoothly and they just went from one story to the other to the other so they couldn't stop reading it um so the reading experience will be curated and you know will be 
entirely led by the, the readers, by the people reading the online resource and the interaction points uh, that we embedded will provide three types of interactions. The first type of interaction is um, what we call, you know, interactions to learn so these are multiple usually multiple choice questions that help understand some of the uh, experiences or particular feelings particular situations presented on the page in each story further so there would be uh, a pop-up question that would help with students' mental health or readers' mental health literacy on different topics presented in each story. So there, there are information points as well, where when there will be a dot that shows up on the screen on the page. And these dots, these three different types of dots actually present these three different types of interactions. So multiple choice questions or learning more um, than information points. Again, it's about learning more, but these are just really information resources. So a video can pop up, short video to talk about the particular aspect of mental health and well-being. And then the third type of interaction is interacting by providing a comment or a short insight on your own experience as a reader. How do you feel about these things or do you relate to this situation, which is providing feedback? And we can then grow our knowledge about, you know, these different experiences, emotions, things with environments, but just in general about how uh, young people feel about the, the issues, the experiences, the events described in the graphic novel. Yeah, I think that sounds like a really exciting and interesting resource. And I'm pretty sure it will be out by the time that um, we'll be posting this podcast. So I will definitely make sure to add a link to the interactive resource in our description so our listeners can access it there. Thank you. That will be wonderful because we would love as many young people, students to interact with the resource, but all the readers' evaluations as well. Perfect. Yeah, I'll make sure to... um to do that and um okay I think we're kind of coming now to the end of the episode so all that's left for me to say is thank you so much for joining us today Natasha it was a real pleasure to chat with you about your work and to have you on the episode today thank you for the invitation it was a pleasure and yes have have a lovely day and also I would like to thank uh all the listeners or you know and all the people who will interact with the graphic novel, with our interactive uh, uh, digital graphic novel. I hope that you will have an enriching and transformative experience. So thank you very much. Thank you. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening into this episode of Keeping Students in Mind. Take care.